Father's Day edition, um, and we have two of our dads from um, the Wes Wes Network joining us. Uh, we've got Yash from the Zealous State of Mind. What's up, what's up everybody? Good to be here. Pucky, and, pucky. and we've got one of our newest members of the network, Gio, from the Assessment Podcast. What's up? Yay! Thank you for having me. Oh, damn, I should have brought some wine too, Yash. Oh, wow. <laughs> what do I have around here? That's what took them so long. That's I know right. these ladies, they Got like... Coke, no sugar. I don't yeah. know if that counts. That'll be good enough. Damn. damn. Prepared. Nice. I, he must have been listening to our, our previous podcast. And <laughs> yes, yes. The wine. I know it's a bit drink. of a theme. <laughs> <laughs> Came prepared. Getting into the vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, knows yeah, what yeah. he's in for, eh? <laughs> Oh, well, thanks guys for coming on. Um, yeah, so we got Father's Day coming up tomorrow and I guess we wanted to, we talk about Mother's Day a lot and we did talk about Father's Day from a, a mother's perspective last time, which may have been a little bit skewed. Um, yeah. So it's good to have you guys on today to um, probably give us a bit of insight into fatherhood. Um, and But first, we, we don't know much about, you know, your you guys and your kids and stuff. So if you want to start with, you know, um, how many kids you've got and the ages. Uh, do you know their birthdays? Um, do you know their star sign? Do you know what school do they go to? <laughs> do you know their class? Yeah. Wow. Do you know their teacher's name? Classroom number? What kind of father you are? I didn't think we'd be exposed this way. <laughs> this podcast. I'll start, eh? I'll, I'll start then, eh? I've got... um. I've got two kids, two daughters, one's 10, one's four. I do know their birthdays, and I don't know their star signs because I don't believe in that star. So, so no. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, my oldest, like I said, my oldest is 10, and she is very, very independent, very surprising because knowing how I grew up, I was a very clingy child, and I relied on everyone to do everything for me. So very surprised there. And my youngest one, which is four, she is, uh, how would you describe it? Little firecracker, you know? She goes from zero to 100 very quickly, and she's the, the life of the household. So, yeah, that's that's uh, my two kids at the moment. And um, I guess we'll get into a little bit later about uh, our own opinions on fatherhood and stuff, eh? At the moment. At the at moment. The moment. <laughs> it's going to be another five coming, eh? <laughs> let's just Sorry. Say the, let's just say the applications have been lodged. Um, <laughs> pending uh, well, family support assessment. <laughs> Just need to grab some supporting documents. Pending in the basement. Um, <laughs> to strengthen this application first. <laughs> I my um, I got two daughters, uh, same as Gia as well. I did pray for a son uh, both times, but I'm still blessed to have two daughters. Uh, one just turned one, and then the other one's two. Uh, three in uh, November, so they're both born on the 28th, 
obviously the oldest one is November and then the youngest one is August. Um, it's been a bit different, like, because I, I didn't have a father growing up, really. Um, I guess we all had a father, but not, not really present. I guess maybe till I was like 10 on the weekends, I'd see him on the weekends till I was 10. And that was it. And then my wife is very, very close with her father. And, you know, so it's just been different. It's been uh, really different, like, just the way we think, you know, my wife and then myself in terms of fathering and what's good and what's not and what expected and what standards and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, that's that's basically a brief intro to, to where I am at the moment. Nice. And how are you guys surviving the uh, lockdown with the kids? Oh man, I um, I, I personally love it. I, I love uh, no traffic, and plus I still have to go to work, so no big changes for me really. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't, I don't mind today. I think um, it's been good. The kids, crazy as ever, you know. I mean, just trying to keep themselves entertained on a day by day basis, you know. Had to give it up to my wife, who's uh, holding down the fort while I'm away. So I really can't take any credit for <laughs> for managing the kids during lockdown. But you know they they they're still alive when I come back from work, so obviously she's doing a pretty <laughs> well, good job. That's a good thing. That's a positive. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. she's obviously doing a great job. So uh, a plus from my side. <laughs> well, um, I, I've been staying home, so it's sort of the opposite. Uh, my wife goes to work, um, but she will be getting next week, like be able to work from home. But um, this morning, I was saying like, oh, can I go train? Um, I think our time together has got into toxicity levels um me and <laughs> me and my kids uh you know it's <laughs> i feel like i know what it's like to be a but my wife always reminds me it's different you know uh carrying them and you know that first six to eight months you know 24 7 but i feel like i can i feel like i sort of know through lockdowns because i'm i'm literally with them like 24 7 so the first one was different because we only had one I only had the one daughter, and she was young, so it was pretty easy because uh, I could take her for walks. Just sort of had one one um, personality to to manage, and like <laughs> so, uh, you know, feeding her like it was pretty easy. But with the two, it's hard because you know one wants one thing, one wants the other, then they're fighting. Uh, one wants to sleep at one time, so that's when I would usually sleep as well, or like I don't know, do my own things. You know, go to the toilet, do the washing, or do you know, just you have time to yourself. But now, like, one will sleep and the other one doesn't want to. So then you have to sort of play with the other one. And um, th- thank goodness for um, YouTube. And, you know, it's bad parenting, but it's, it's helping me get through, to be honest, you know. Um, I-, I found it really tough this lockdown, but the last one, uh, was yeah, it was, it wasn't too bad. But I like Jerry said, I do enjoy the time, but it's just gets, um like, because my wife come back at, like, five or something. It was like, it's so long. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say yes on the phone. Babe, when a lot you of complaining, home? guys. <laughs> Five o'clock. Come back you're at four thirty. Yeah, you're the one that looks at the clock all, the whole day. Yeah, yeah he's those ones. Um, it takes you fifteen minutes to get from work to here. Why, yeah. you, why is it taking you extra two minutes? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we're timing you. We're timing you, man. What the hell? Yeah, it's been Can tough. Can I ask? Has um? Do you think being on lockdown with your kids has driven you to drink more? <laughs> Because, Yash, every time I see you, you've got a glass in your hand now, mate. Huh? Oh, no, it's just a podcasting. Um, um, a glass of Ribena. <laughs> no, nah, it's just a podcasting. Nah, I've been, I've been pretty good. Um, I think it's getting easier as we're getting a little bit older. 
uh, to get back into better habits. But when our first born, like, man, I just struggled, eh? Just willpower went down there, just like asleep. And so, yeah, anything was just like eat anything, drink anything. Um, mm. Just take whatever you can get. But now, like, there's a little bit more routine and um, things like that. So, starting to get get back on top of um, self-care <laughs> and, <laughs> and that sort of stuff. <laughs> you learn more from your first yeah. one after your first one, though, don't you? What's that, like the sorry? first one, you kind of... The, the first kid, you sort of learn a lot from that one, and that's where you kind of uh, try to follow what all the books say, what all the instructions... Well, there's no instruction manual for kids, but, you know, there's a lot of advice out there on how you should be raising your kids. You know, you buy all the, the cots, you buy all the change mats, you buy all these fancy equipment, and then you realize with the second one you don't actually need all that crap mm. yeah <laughs> you know yeah so i think that was a, a a big big change in mindset for our for our second one we kind of just I, I think it came with confidence too because like the first one we kind of knew okay listen like you don't have to treat the baby as fragile as you know you wake up in the middle of the night is it still breathing you know it's like mm. oh, it moved that was that was the biggest one for me i was wake up in the middle of the night i was like what was that what was that Go, go listen. Oh, okay, no, the baby's fine. The second one, you hear noise in the middle of the night. Ah, oh, she'll be right. I just she's tough. She's tough. She'll. <laughs> Did you guys imagine that um, fatherhood would be the way it is for you guys now? Like before you guys became fathers, what did you envision that it would be like? Is it harder than what you thought it was, or you never really expected it to be what it is, or you thought it's easier? What? Yeah, it's it's um. And I expected it to be really hard just seeing like like uh, cousins and friends and family like have kids and lug them to like uh, events and stuff. And I was like, man, that looks so hard, um, you know, screaming child mm. and like your family or friends like trying to listen to you, but you can sort of see they're not really, you know, they, they want to, but their kid's crying or they're hungry, they want to leave and stuff like that. And so I was like, man, that looks really tough. But a part of that is what drew me to it too. Like I was, I was you know, getting... 30 i'm 34 now i was like man i think it's time to put my thing into the you know my legacy my next the next generation my family and that sort of stuff so i feel like i was i was pretty blessed that i was i felt like i was almost ready like although you're not ever ready i like i wanted to have kids at that stage and i, I knew it was going to be tough just seeing like other family and friends struggle through it and man, i don't know like because you know my mom come from mine and you know a lot of like a lot of the uh, five six like even three kids and stuff like that man like people that have five and they're, they're troopers eh? like that they, they can um manage all that but it's different oh i sort of you can't really like imagine like how hard it's going to be but i knew it was going to be hard um i definitely think for me my anxiety is going up a little bit and uh <laughs> anxiety and uh <laughs> and uh like stress, just like what you were saying like with waking at night or like are they going to hurt themselves like sort of you've always got to be like a slightly aware like you know, that they're not going to fall and run into this corner of the, the table or, like, you know, they're climbing up on something, going to fall off. Like, so you're, so you're slightly always on edge a bit. Not like a heavy um, anxiousness, but just a slight one. So that's been a that's probably been a thing that I didn't expect and um, just being a little bit more stressed as well. But, yeah, that's me. Yeah, uh, interesting question. Uh, I had a lot of positive role models growing up, so I had, I kind of enjoyed being around kids you know i'd find an excuse to sort of carry the babies if they're around they seem to like me at the same time 
But I kind of got thrust into fatherhood because uh, my first one was unplanned. So I was 19 at the time. So it was kind of just like, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, Baby daddy. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, there you go. Pretty much. Wait, pretty pretty much. That was the same if, if you guys want to see what responsibility looks like in a yeah. package, yeah. A, a child is a very, very good representation of what that is. Um, it it was hard at the beginning because I think we were very young, um, my my wife and and me, and but we had a lot of good supports around us. So the first, I think the first three or four years was very difficult. I don't think I was working a very uh, good paying job. It was a very stressful job, so that also played a big part on on the family life and being a dad. Also, just kind of figuring out what that role actually meant. You know, I was just the fun uncle until, you know, <laughs> until recently. So kind of trying to balance that out, you know, still learning at the moment still. But um, eventually you kind of, you know, get into the rhythm of things. You know what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. Um, and you learn, obviously, the, that, you know, uh, you, you learn a lot from your kids as well. You know, they teach you where your tolerance levels are and what line you draw and, you know, things you used to believe should happen, you know, when you in your younger years, it your whole perspective on life changes all over again, you know. Uh, but I do think my kids made, you know, being a father actually put a lot of my own priorities in check. You know, I think when I had my first kid, I decided, oh, you know, need to actually go and do something productive you know i went back to school studied you know and i guess i have to put a big part of me becoming a nurse which is what i am now uh to my my daughter you know she put that into like i need to be doing something more to help support the family and, and actually do something i also enjoy so um yeah father father the it difficult obviously you know, it, it is difficult. Anyone who says it's not difficult is a liar. And she <laughs> is a liar. Or they have nannies or someone else who's looking after their children. But I think if you're, I mean, obviously I would try to be more involved as, as the years go on. But I think the more involved you are with your kids, it, it's going to be hard. It's just the nature of parenting, you know. So, yeah, I think um, that's kind of my thoughts on the whole uh, difficulty side of fatherhood. So yes, I agree with Yash. It's hard as hell. <laughs> how, we're not how? respected enough. We're not respected as fathers. We're not respected enough for our roles. Him, hey Yash, <laughs> of course, of course. I need to put that in now. Good night. Good night. So I forgot. How grateful are you guys to actually have your wives? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk it up because you know they're going to be listening. <laughs> I thought this was about father, <laughs> Father's Day. <laughs> yeah, Yash was going, me first, me first. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was about <laughs> us. About us. Uh, yeah. oh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay, let's say your wives How grateful went away for, for two weeks on a girl's, no, two weeks, a girl's weekend, but two weeks. Mm. How well do you guys think you would cope? Without your wife's families, with you know, just you and the Duran. So easy. <laughs> <laughs> you have no clue. It's, it's that it's that you know when the, when the cat's away, the mice come out to play sort of deal, right? Mum's away. We're eating takeaways every night. We're watching TV until two a.m. in the morning. We're eating crap food every day, and then two weeks we'll pretend that we've been really good. 
you know. Like, <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, we're really good. See an extra key kgs. How was it for you, uh, Jay? Because I found that it was. I mean, f- if it was to be like two weeks, say, yeah, there's some sh- like family trip or something like that. Because I find that um, as my daughters get older, I can, but like. In those early stages, they they want to be with mum more, like you're sort of second. But now, like that, my older one's nearly three. She doesn't mind like just being with me, like if that makes sense. So your ones are a bit older than me. Like I feel like by the time they're five and that, they could probably just be with me. Like, but in these first early years, they really have like a strong bond and connection with mum. And you know, not that it goes away, but they can like just they could probably just Which hang out with sense. me for a few weeks Which without makes seeing mum or. Early- yeah, yeah. I mean, the early stages of, of a child's uh, years, they'd be very attached to mum. I guess it, that's a good good point. I guess at a certain age, it is easier to be left alone. And I think the wives also trust us after a certain year the child reaches where they do mm-hmm. trust us to be left alone with the child. Um, no, I think, yeah, I, I personally, for me, it, it's quite easy. I mean, I don't know if my, my kids are pretty okay. I mean, they don't mind hanging out and stuff like that. Um, I think I'd function okay. I wouldn't say great. Okay, we'll we'll put in like realistically, we would survive. We'd survive. Okay, and we're from fine, great. We'll survive. <laughs> we will survive. Not quite change the story along the lines, <laughs> eh? <laughs> He's talking and then he starts dabbing himself. Like, oh, actually, you never think about actually, it. Actually, no. Wait, my wife's going to listen to this later. No, no, no. Just be honest with ourselves here. We well, might get we'll your wives on after this show. Yeah, yeah that would be really good, no, eh? Didn't I tell you she's going away for two weeks? <laughs> she's going away for two weeks on a girl's trip. Man, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll ask when she gets back. Wait, I have one more question before I forget for me, for me. Has there ever been a time where, oh, it must be heaps of times, where you haven't agreed with, or your wife hasn't agreed with you on what you've done with the kids? Like, it could be how you bathed them or what you've given them for dinner or led, giving them some, I don't know. What do you guys do when it comes to that, like the clashes between the parents, you know? Yeah, that's a tough one. Like that, that happens all the time, and I'm sure that would happen with um with every relationship. Because <laughs> what I've learned, I think that they should probably bring up and like as you, you know, whatever that stuff is when you're getting ready to have a kid. That that um as I said, in er, like in the early stages, that whether you, where you're the way you're brought up is the way you sort of see like how you should bring up your kids, sort of thing. And so yeah. like like because uh, they were very close and all that. Like I feel like I'm a superstar with my um, with my kids, you know, because I I didn't have a dad. Like I'm around and stuff, and uh, but like my wife still thinks it's not like it's not good enough, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you think it's the bestest ever. I feel like I'm doing great, but because her perception from her dad, you know, he yeah. was like a legend or you know like mm. you know superhero sort of thing. So when they, sh- it's like a bit of a letdown, you know. But from my side. You know, is is if the dad is, dad is you know functioning well and around and stuff like that, that's pretty good. You know, <laughs> not that yeah, I do that. I'm not high standards in that, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I see your point, yes, because you talk about your own personal perspective. Yeah, right? yeah. You as a your experiences of your dad not really being around, and for you, 
the, the, the amount of input you're having now that is far exceeds exactly. what you've ever experienced. So, but I guess, like you mentioned, on the flip side of that coin, you have your wife's perspective who had her father around a lot. So for her, it's like, eh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, that balance is an interesting one, you know, but I guess, I don't know. I don't know. I think we, we argue more about uh, certain ways that we play with the kids. I think I'm a little bit more rougher with the kids than than she likes. Um, I tease the kids a lot. Like, personally, like I tease the kids a lot, and sometimes I do tease them to the point where they start crying. So I guess I better... <laughs> I agree with her on that part. Maybe there is a line that you cross <laughs> that probably shouldn't be crossed. Um, but in general, I think, you know, you, you kind of flesh all that stuff out early on in, in, in the child's life. You know, you kind of have a rough idea about how you want to raise your kids, you know, um, and what you don't want your kids to be, you know. So it's um, it's an ongoing discussion. And uh, if we have to be completely honest, I don't know about you, Yash, but at the end of the day, you know, unfortunate to say, the wife does make the decisions at the end <laughs> of the day about how the kids get raised. So we got to be in there to uh, support support yeah. whatever that is and have a little two cents every every so often yeah i i definitely see it that way like in my mind coming from a sporting background like she's the captain you know like so whatever she says go, like goes pretty much but then but every now and again i'll chime in if i really don't agree with something and that but in general like this or that it doesn't really bother me too much just go with it it's not worth the drama but it's only like certain things um that i might chime in and um say no no no, no you know um wouldn't it be nice if we were the captain for once though you know? <laughs> in, in, where we didn't have to actually compete for the captaincy of this team when it was willingly given to us because that's the that what was required so i i do i do would probably i would probably say that a little bit of uh the decision making does automatically fall on them but i think it's because they re refuse to relinquish that power <laughs> to the dads it's because we're so. scared of um scared that our kids may not survive That's what you, you can be they captain when uh, the wife so goes away and you're only as good as your last game <laughs> <laughs> you do i feel like for me like i've lost I've lost myself a little bit, you know, like, I guess, you know, mothers have their, their own way of losing, losing themselves. Cause you know, you used to do a lot of stuff for yourself, like your hobbies and different things like that. And now you've got a, a lording over you, captain and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, you got it's, uh, as well. <laughs> and then you got these little kids that yell at you and scream at you and you just get up. Because, you know, bullying's been big. I'm like, I feel like I'm, I'm getting bullied because I thought, you know, I don't really get bullied, but I just look around and I'm like, I'm getting bullied. I'm getting bullied. Man. I feel you, brother. Yeah, As a fair being bit. one of the only dudes in this household, yeah. I feel you on that one. You're, 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 we're outnumbered. We're outnumbered. We've got two daughters and a wife, you know? In, in terms of the gender numbers, we are, we are definitely outnumbered here. So it's, it's Guys, let's keep to, going until uh, you have boys. Then we'll do another like podcast. Like I said, applications are lodged. But it's it's tough with the um, yeah, like with the the, the wife as well. Just because she's lost a part of herself as well, uh, mm. hobbies and uh, fr like catching up with friends so often and all that. So it's there's a lot of transition stuff. Like today, we uh, my older one's getting in the bed, you know, he's getting too big uh, for her bed, and there's all these different stages and stuff like that, and then, you know, just going back to the decisions, um, mm. you know, I don't, um, I don't 
like complain about the bed or anything like that. Um, it's just really easy to go over. I remember like being young and I would see guys just, they used to be like quite boisterous, you know, quite um, out there and stuff. And then they get married and have kids and they go quiet and stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? These guys, are, they, they've, they've lost their manhood sort of thing. And um, but and now, now like I'm see why they've gone quiet, you know. <laughs> it's not worth like the fights and the dramas and all that stuff, you it know. It never is. Yeah, so I'm like starting to become, I'm like, oh, I'm becoming one of those guys that I used to see, you know, that have gone quieter. And <laughs> the ones that you, that you used to mock, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm becoming one of those guys. I'm like, oh, man. But how do, how do you not lose yourself? Because women often say that they lose themselves, you know, during the motherhood stage because um, everything becomes about the kid about you know it's on their schedule you got to feed them and, and take them to school and all of that kind of stuff on their schedule so you kind of lose yours um and so what is it about like for you guys are you taking just as much as the responsibility of you know the the day-to-day stuff um where that wasn't normal back in the day but it is probably a lot more normal now are you guys taking a lot more of that and that's why you can't do so much of your own stuff <laughs> Um, just, just to probably just to address one of the points they brought up about losing your, yourself. I think I, I look at it differently. I see it, it's myself evolving into something else, you know, as opposed to losing a part of myself. Cause I still feel like I've, I still do the same bullshit that I do back when I was in my twenties. You know, I still play games. I still, you know, make stupid jokes. I've been doing father jokes since I was 20. So I was <laughs> built for this, you know, you know, I, I I don't really feel like I've lost a lot that I haven't gained back twice fold being a father. So I, I guess I just wanted to address that in a sense where I, I actually feel like it, it's an evolving, uh, evolvement of myself. Um, in terms of responsibility, uh, I mean, every, every family's different, right? I mean, I don't know how often people sit down and say like, okay, these are the responsibilities of, for our kids. I'm going to divide them up into five sections. Which ones do you want? <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think that's how most people run their, their household. I think that there's a, there's an unspoken agreement that, you know, mom has to stay home with the kids in the, in the early stages. There's, you know, there's no real way around that. If you want healthy kids, that that's kind of the best way to go about it. Obviously, if the mom's home, the dad has to get his ass up and start going to work and provide, bring home that bacon, you know? So I think in, in those stages, that's quite well defined. As the kid becomes more independent, I think those responsibilities then shift again. I think the dad has to become more involved and be more, you know, more present, you know, involved with the extracurricular stuff, you know, decision making, um, all, all those things, I think in, in the, you know, between the ages maybe like four, four or five, I think they take on a much more bigger role because they have to, you know? Um, so I don't, it, in terms of responsibility, I think me personally, I think I take as much responsibility as my wife, but obviously our roles have different impacts on our children, you know? Because my wife has been a stay-at-home mom for a very, very long time. Now she's studying, so I'm still working and I continue to work and I, don't feel like I need her to take any further responsibility from that angle, from the financial side. So I'm happy for her to sort of do what she's doing as long as, you know, and it's that, well, what's the, I'm bringing out all the quotes today. You know, that, that age old quote, you know, happy wife, happy life, you know, and, and, and it, but it is true, 
You know, I mean, it, it is really true, you know, that if your wife is happy doing what she needs to be doing and the kids are happy, you know, men are simple creatures, you know, give us a little man cave, you know, some stuff that we can tinker with and we're good, you know, but, you know, responsibilities need to be, you know, it's it's never going to be 50-50, you know, it's never going to be 50-50. It's going to be more, unfor- I don't know if it's unfortunate or fortunate, but I think the wife does take more responsibility with the kids, um, but eventually that shifts a little bit more towards our favor so i think at the end maybe 60 40 maybe 60 40 i think in terms of responsibilities <laughs> i could be wrong i could be wrong but this is just how i'm formulating it in my mind <laughs> now it's not, it sounds like it's 50 50 but you just got different roles you know what i mean like you're saying you're bringing him the bacon and that sort of stuff so it sounds like you know you're doing mm. oh from from what i heard anyway that uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, fifty-fifty, no, but hard. just different, different uh, roles, different jobs. Mm. Um, f- something that I've only just—it took me a long time to learn was, um, like, I knew early on that I needed my own time. You know, um, <laughs> it's, mainly for me, it's just to train every day. That's sort of like the main thing. And then I was like, I need, um, I need to give Fia, my wife, some time as well to create. That's sort of like her outlet and thing that she enjoys. But. Um, I thought like I was a bit, I don't know, naive. I thought, oh, you're looking after the, you know, baby. You know, you can do it like while they're napping, or you can do these things, um, you know, in these little gaps while I'm at work, sort of thing. But now that I've done like lockdown, you know, a few times <laughs> and stuff like that, it does clog up your thinking space. It needs to be clear cut time with no distractions. Um, so I, I've been able to distinguish that and understand it better now with fear. So like sometimes I'll be like, oh yeah, go, I'll, I'll look after the kids and she'll go upstairs and then one will be like, call for mommy. I was like, oh yeah, just go see mom upstairs, you know, say hello. Oh, but no. <laughs> no, no, I ruined no, it, no. you know, I ruined no. So she would be in a good state, good flow or whatever, you know, or whatever she was doing because she likes creating and you know, I, I would ruin it by just saying like, oh, yeah, just, you know. Sending a child. Yeah. <laughs> Not mother. sending, but. <laughs> yeah, go to your mother. <laughs> I don't, you know, they would like call out for mum or something like that. But whereas I should have been like, no, nah, no, nah, like try to distract them and play with them. And just, it's got to be like time uninterrupted. That's what I've, uh, it's taken me a few years to learn. And that the time and, yeah, it's, it can't be just like these little gaps. It has to be really clear. Like no texts, no like, uh, just really um, your own time to do whatever you want to do. You know, it can be a waste of time, but if it's for you and it's good for your headspace and everything, then it's good, you know, whatever that is. Everyone has their, their time that they need. And so that's been really big uh, for us. Um, in terms of res- responsibility, I think I think we juggle it pretty well, like same as George in terms of work and, you know, um, the kids, like pick-ups, drop-offs, we, you know, uh, we d- we sort of split that uh, two or three days each, pick up drop offs, and um, you know I cook sometimes, she cooks sometimes. But every family's different, you know. The, um, sometimes the lady will work, and the guy will, you know, every family's different. But I think um, I've never seen it. Yeah, as I've always seen it as fifty fifty, but just the roles are different, you know, for every every relationship, whatever whatever that is, because it's going to be different for every family. But yeah, I've always sort of seen it as fifty fifty, just roles are different i think sometimes like people see like stay at home mom or whatever like that's not um 50 50 with the, but the guy if he's if he's out working and maybe doing uh different yard work you know just different things like to me that's still 50 50 
but I don't yeah, know. Some he's people still don't... doing his bit to yeah. help out, so help he's going to get the money, and yeah. then he's going to go do the shopping because she's at home exactly. with the kids. So that's yeah. part of his input, yeah. as best as he can, as best as he knows how. Exactly. Yeah. But sometimes people don't see that as fifty-fifty. But yeah. I, I definitely do. It's just, as long as yeah. you're chipping in where you need to be, and like if wife's, you know, says pick this up on the way home, or do the, you know, hang, the, take the washer, whatever it is, then it's, I don't know. It's fifty-fifty to me. Yeah. But. That's not 50-50 when you say, go see your mum. That's not 50-50, Matt. No way. I said I've learned that. I've learned. Come have an argument. In your brain, it's 50-50. That's not 50-50. But the reality is different. That's kippy-kippy, mate. Okay? I've learned, though. I've learned. I put that in the... And that's the main thing. Oh, man. So that's really good. parents, you're always learning. Yeah. yeah, always. Sure. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of how old we are, we're always having to learn new things, depending on how old they get too. Like, yeah. like oh. for my girls, they're becoming, you know, the twins are 14, but they're going through teenage stuff. And I'm like, shit, I've never had to deal with this before. How do you do it? So, yeah, you guys have got a lot of things to look forward to. Yeah, Sim, what are you going to say? Looking forward to that. No, I was just going to say we've got a, a scenario for you guys to um, oh, no. answer. I'm not good with scenarios. So, <laughs> I overthink scenarios. So I do apologize in advance. And I don't overthink. It's not fair because you guys, your kids are still quite young compared to our kids. But just just answer anyway. We'll try. We'll try. Your child tells, um, tells you they are being bullied at school. Do you, A, tell your kid to harden up? B, call the school straight away and make a complaint. Or C, wait in the car park after school and deal to the bully directly. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, oh, I'm rolling six deep, i I'm in jokes. the car. I'm heading to school that morning. I'm C. I'm, I'm C. <laughs> Talk in the car park at 8 o'clock yeah. in the morning. This is not taping. You can be honest. No, no, I'm, I'm still honest. Be honest. Taping or not taping. We won't say what school your child goes to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. if, you, if you refer to this podcast that I did, it will give you the answer to why I was outside the school at 8 a.m. Oh, you are it's, such it's a, a rear. It's, it's a, it's you a are such a stalker. <laughs> no, the no, poor mummies. <laughs> Yon, I wasn't stalking. I was there to beat up a kid. I don't, know. <laughs> I, don't know I don't know what's worse i don't know i'm I'm very i'm very i can be very protective when it comes to my girls so mm. i think i haven't gone through that situation personally but when i do think about it that's that's kind of you know all i see is red you know i'm in i'm in the car and i'm sort of you know find the most gangster music i could find blasting <laughs> it and then waiting waiting outside the front you know which one that one okay let's go no i think it'll be about the same i think it'll be about the same because i don't think i mean bullying is probably you know it's does terrible things to your, your your mentality and and you know working in mental health if you look at a lot of people who come to services with issues a lot of them do experience bullying in their you know high school years you know so it, it's it, it's I guess, you know, in, in my age, it was something that we kind of laughed about. Like, oh, that guy's getting bullied, you know. But then as you grow older and you actually know the effects of it now, I, I have a different mindset about it, you know. So, you know, I don't know. But then at the same time, now that I'm hearing myself say it, it's like, is bullying the bully good? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Probably probably not. But that's kind of, if you want like a like a straight answer now, that's kind of my answer. <laughs> I choose C, you <Yeah>. know. <laughs> 
I I heard on a podcast from some I don't know like educated guy, but he was saying like the the effects of bullying like can really mess you up like psychologically forever. Mm. Sort of what you were talking about, AJ. Yeah. And he was yeah, saying sure. like if it's if it's quite um, ongoing and all that, you know, because you everyone will get some sort of bullying a little bit, but if it's like if it's a lot and it's really damaging, like it's try to pull them out of school. He was saying it's that bad. Like it's going to mess you up, pull them out of school um, before it gets to that stage because of the long-term effects of it. But I know that's just a little side thought. I've always kept that in the back of my mind because people end up messed up from it. Um, But in terms of what I would do, um, yeah, I don't know. My wife might have a different thought, but for me, I don't know. um, Because the few times I got attempted to get bullied, like, um, I, f- I fight. Um, I'm sort of a bigger believer in um, fighting, um, taking it into your own hands. Um, it probably sounds wrong, but I just feel like whether you win or lose, there's respect. And um, they, 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 from what I've seen, they stop. Um, mm. The teachers, they don't, they can't really do that much. Maybe at the time, like, they put the kid on detention or whatever, but the kid's still there. But um, from my experience, the few times I've fought, there was one time I was someone was trying to bully me. I told my brother, but he said to sort it out myself. And that was like, you know, like, you letting that guy bully you sort of thing? And I was like, all right. You know. And I sort of felt a bit ashamed. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, let's go. And I remember getting bullied at a, um, at a pool one time. And they sort of got the better of me. But I went away and cried. And then I was like, I just got fired up. I was like, this I'm coming back, like, and I came back, and then they they sort of like they sort of dropped it, you know. They um they stopped. They didn't want to fight again, like, because I was just like, I'm just going to be as crazy as I can. I'm sorry for the parents listening. But that's just my take on it. I I don't want to be. He was um, young. He was young. It was a long time ago. It was <laughs> yeah, last year, everybody. But um, I don't want to go into a school to be honest. Like, I would try to be as hands off as I could, um, and try to get her to to fight or like tell the teachers try to get her to deal with because life is like that you're going to have bosses that bully you or or yeah. whatever it is try to get her to it's because life's tough you know we all know like everybody's has their their things challenges through life so um i don't know if i did that and it didn't work or maybe i would go in but my initial thing would be to <laughs> maybe i would like after if it wasn't working i would you know try to get her to sort it out herself and then um Cause like um, Evandale, like there was a guy who came into school, um, cause his his sister was getting bullied. Yes. Yeah, and I just thought that, that looked t- like <laughs> terrible, eh? you know, he cause he was a full grown man, you know, and um, you know, guy. And I just I was like I don't want to be like a full grown man trying to challenge like a high school kid or something like that, like you know, I yeah. I just didn't think it looked that great. I think. Um, no, that's a com- good point. Conflict I mean, and your challenges you're going to have. Yeah. And, and you're right about sort of, um, to a certain degree, you need to allow your child to, to learn how to deal with these things because they will, like you said, will run into people who will be bullying or exert their power over someone to try to get their way. And the best time to learn is, is as young as possible, right? Learn how to stand up for yourself. And there's a lot of benefits to that. You know, overcoming your own, you know, personal life obstacles and being able to sort of challenge all these things and, and showing yourself, proving to yourself that you're not as fragile as you, you think or, or people like to tell you, you know, so I do agree with you on, on that bit, you know, but I still choose C. 
<laughs> I remember I remember seeing this movie. I can't remember exactly. It might have been Batman or someone, but his um, the dad drives his boys to look for the kids that that uh, bullied them, and he. Oh he, yes. Did you remember that movie? I know, I know the movie you're talking about. It's in the rain or something, and he goes like, "Go take, you got to take them on again. Like you got to conquer that fear, sort of thing." Yeah, yeah. Uh, what? Jeez, uh, I know the actor. It is the guy, the last guy that played Batman, but it it's not a Batman movie. Uh, what's his bloody name? But you know the scene uh, I'm talking about. I know eh? the scene. Yeah, the dad is a is an army CIA. Like he's an army specialist guy, so he trains his sons, and one of the sons has autism. Yeah, so yeah, that's the one. Yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. son has autism, and then what he did was the, the the son kept getting bullied. So what he did was he found out where the other kids were would hang out, and he took drove his son there after school and told him. There they are, go sort them out. And then he waited a little bit for the son to start fighting. And then he told the younger brother to then run in and then help, like, probably, like, five minutes later. I mean, that's, I mean, that's an extreme case of, of getting... But I think Yash said he's going to drive his daughter in the rain <laughs> to go and beat up the girl that was bullied to okay. her. So that's because... option D... Option D is <laughs> because of his own options. <laughs> if I do it, then she's always going to depend on someone else to like to um, what's it called, rescue her. But I want her to to not rely on that. You know, you got to have that strength from within. Uh, this is my belief anyway. To yeah. not rely. So you on believe it. in her fighting to yeah. solve her problems? Yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be fighting stand per se, right? Like, yeah, stand, stand up, up like for yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean physical fighting. No, like obviously you try to avoid that at all costs, but if yes. sometimes I, I'm a bit of old school, I think sometimes there is some some thing to that. Um, yeah, I've I've not from my when experience, it's always worked. Far. Sorry, no, like when they've gone too far, they're yeah. pushing and pushing. They're not listening to you. You're saying yeah. back up, just exactly. piss off, yeah. and then yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't yeah. I don't promote it, but yeah, you got to stand up for yourself. You know, but you, you've you've mentioned it before, Yash. You know, people bullying you, and then you fought back, and then they didn't bully you anymore. So there is a thing where where they when you show them that you're not going to be, you're not this vulnerable person that's just going to take their shit. They do. There, it's. I wouldn't say it's respect, but they 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 they're not inclined to sort of continuing to bully you. Exactly. You know, so there is there's there is benefits to it. You know, there is benefits to sort of being able to stand up for yourself, not necessarily in, in a physical fighting sense. You know, but being able to sort of stand your ground, you know, not buckle under pressure and and be able to sort of defend yourself. And I think it's more defending yourself as opposed to exactly, fighting. Exactly, yeah. I think my, it's defending yourself. My uncle always told me, I guess it's different because my, my girls are, uh, they're girls, but my uncle always said, he says, you're a man, you're going to be a man one day. Um, no matter what you do, there will be fights that come to you, whether you try to avoid it or not, and you got to be ready to go. Um, he says that you're going to try to avoid it at all costs, but just there's going to be dickheads that come across your line and sometimes in life and you can't like sort of fold in that moment sort of thing. So that's sort of like I want to try to tell her, you know, stand up for yourself. I'll try to avoid it, but if, if they're going to attack you then or whatever, then, you know, stand up for yourself. Yeah. You can't um, avoid it sometimes. No, you can't. Yeah. Uh, T and Sin, how would you want your husbands to react to that scenario? I'd rather I do it myself. <laughs> I get it done properly and I get it done straight away. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen today. Yeah. I know where they live. Get in the car. Let's go. Yeah, I've done a few times for myself. Oh. Thank you. I've been to the school. <laughs> I've been. He was one of the traffic warden kids. Mm. So we just had a little chat. 
Just a little one. Just a little one. The mafia or something? We just had a chat. <laughs> we just had a chat. Yeah, I told him from the mafia. <laughs> But how? But how would you want them to? If they had to deal with it, how would you want them to deal with it? What would you want them to choose as an option? In terms of dealing with the bully? Yeah, no, nah, sin and tea. I want oh. like from the oh. you know, from a from a woman's perspective. Uh. How would they want their husbands to react to it? Because they've just both said, "No, nah, they'll deal with it." But how how would you want your husband to deal with it so you didn't have to? Um, they'd have to go into the school. Option C. <laughs> Option no, C. I'd make my husband go into the school, chat with the teacher. Because the thing is, a lot of the bullying too, you don't realise happens in class as well as outside. And some teachers don't pick up on it because kids are so sly at doing the sly bullying ones that it can happen in class. So imagine your poor child sitting in class and they've got people around them and it's happening in the classroom then it goes out into the playground or wherever they're ha- you know so it's got to be dealt with then and there um and the only way to do it properly without anyone getting into trouble without anyone going into jail for anything is go to the school try and deal with it from there if not then what i like to do is go find the parent like i actually like to contact the parent so i'll get my husband try but i know he, he it's too much you know, when you do find, like, never mind the men's on here now. Those oh, fine no. ladies, when you give the men instructions, <laughs> they only catch on to one or maybe two at the most. It's like, do this, then do this, then make sure you do that, and then, and then come back. Oh, I did that. It's like, okay, what happens to the other stuff? Yeah. yeah. Then it's like, that's why I should have done it myself. To, to yeah. defend you know? all the fathers out there, <laughs> I just want to say that sometimes the instructions are not very clear and very complicated with multiple steps A, B, C, but then it all goes to 1A, 1B, 1C. So I, is, I would like to say multitask. that if, I think, Amen. no, we, we've established that as, as, yeah. as, as the male race. It has to be, but you know what I do? I write notes. genetic part. <laughs> right. I write, you need to do this, 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 please. And then right. I go, then it's done. So, hallelujah. So my, you got to... Um, request, my request to all the mothers who are listening and wives as well, if you're going to give us instructions, please make it as simple as possible. Ideally, Amen. with single word sentences. <laughs> one wife's... job. That's yes. what I'm saying. Or, or one, one job at a job. time. Or one job at a time. I or can't wait to talk to your wives. I know, right? My wife, we were just trying to set up um, the rooms, like as I was saying before. And she's like, oh, it's, it's going to look like this and that and stuff. Um, like, we're going to carry this. Thing. I was like, okay, so what do you want me to do? Like, put this over. And she's like, just tell me, like, put this over there. Take that there. Not like what the vision is of it all. Because you, know? like, <laughs> you can't see the vision. Yeah. <laughs> see? It's like my block like this, the vision. Yeah, That's just genius. carry this. You know, I'm not, you know, pull that apart. Put that in the rubbish. That's other instructions. <laughs> Exactly. Simple, straightforward questions. Yeah, Put like, the I don't really know what you're corner. saying. Just okay. And then I finish it with now uppercut yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Final instruction, bless. Final instruction. <laughs> I guess that's We're the frustrating thing. Man. It's Come a frustrating on. thing because that you have to give instruction, like that you can't just you know use your initiative. You, you know like, that there's a know? room being put together. How about? You no, tell no, me because, because what's going to happen. Listen, you guys cannot disagree on this one. If there's a room being put together, who is actually going to have the final say on how the room's going to look? 
Let's be honest. E exactly. So, yes, we can use our initiative, but what's the point of using our initiative if it's going to get changed or we're going to be <laughs> Exactly. Well, actually, that's not how my vision was. Yeah. Okay. How about some instructions? I'm just saying, you know, for us, we're not too bothered by how a lot of things look. Yeah, we may have some some say on whether this jaw looks nice there or not. But at the end of the day, you tell us where to put it. We'll give you the final sort of like, no, that looks amazing. And everyone's happy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I want you guys to be Come on. totally honest, okay? <laughs> it's 2 a.m. in the morning. Yes. Your child wakes up and starts crying. What do you do? A, do you wake up your wife? B, do you wait for baby to cry it out and hopefully go back to sleep? Or C, do you go and try and stop baby and put a pillow there? Yeah. <laughs> on the baby, on the Not on a baby, on a side. Not on a baby, baby <laughs> on the side. Okay, we're definitely not choosing that part. Okay, let's just all. Okay, pillows are out of it. No, uh, we we were half and half when our when our children were growing up. You know, I think the second one, this particular scenario, which every parent goes through, child wakes up late at night. I think my wife was happy, happy to do most, a majority of that because I worked a lot of night shifts at the time. So I was half dead to the world anyway. So I probably didn't even hear the, the poor child crying. Um, but no, I'd, I'd get up um, from time to time and, and see what's going on. I don't believe in, in, in letting your child cry it out. I, I don't think... I've got that in me to allow my yeah, child to cry you. all night. Um, I can do it. it. Because it disturbs my sleep. <laughs> I can do it. Oh, just close the door. Okay, good night. Be quiet then. Shush. You're wasting your breath. Yeah, sorry, carry on. In the, in the first few uh, months, like, I'll happily just leave it to her because, you know, she's so, so, so you can't really do anything. But now, once she gets off that, then, you know, I'll wake up and get them the bottle or whatever mm. it is happily um yeah it's mm. not not i don't feel like it's it's not that hard um for me it wasn't anyway like but yeah the first first three four months you, you can't really do anything anyway because they won't come to you you don't have the breast um like so you can't actually do anything so, so but <laughs> after that once they get onto the bottle and stuff then i'll get up and um get mm. the bottles yeah I, i'll do that um that's fine i i, I um I leave all the lights off. I've gotten used to walking in the dark and stuff. So um, I open the fridge, but don't look at the light. I try to, so I don't want to get like too Keep awake. Eyes closed the entire wow, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Now. <laughs> no, because you gotta get, you gotta look after your sleep. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I try to have like everything sort of set up, like the bottles and you know the mm. formula and yeah. stuff. So, That's true. So then um, it's nice, nice and smooth. But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know for the guys that sort of cry mm. about that. I don't think it's that big a deal. Um, waking yeah. up. Oh, a lot of them do. Yeah. <laughs> I think no, actually, the one I don't like is changing a nappy during the oh. night. That's yeah. a tough Why? one because you got to like twist a bit and like it's hurt your back because you got to get into the um, into the cot. And so you're you're changing this kid's nappy and you're twisting oh your back. God. That's hard, but the bottle's easy. Yeah. Is there any parents online right now? <laughs> oh my gosh! But getting the bottle's twist. easy. <laughs> you got to turn. <laughs> Cause you gotta you get in the and then change it. Go change the baby this morning. Oh my back, baby! <laughs> <laughs> my back. 
That's the hard one. What's in that wine, brother? What is in that wine? <laughs> it it is a bit awkward though, changing. It it is, but um, no, I don't I don't find that an issue personally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you, Ash. Just you. Was, I used to work in I used to work in rest homes. I like all that stuff is pff, nothing to me now. I prefer the kid. Yeah, you're experts, yeah. different sizes. So that's really I good would, to know. Hey, Ash, when you need I, a change, do you go? I wouldn't say expert, but I'll just this nose has smelt a lot of shit in its in its day, man. So I'll tell you what, it's I would I prefer baby changing babies than anything else. <laughs> One of the um, the hard things I found about um, fatherhood is that like I'm not really like a a fun guy, you know, like. Um, I'm not putting myself down, but you know, like you gotta like be a clown with kids and joke around and play and be really silly. It's it's definitely brought it out, but I'll see like some of my cousins and stuff like that. Like they're awesome, eh? But like I'm not like bad with my kids, but I wish I'm I'm trying to become more like playful and, and that sort of sorry goofy. Yeah, yeah, because they love it, you know, like they crack mm. up and stuff like that. So yeah, it's been a tough thing, just like your um your personality. You know, you gotta. You gotta adjust it to sort of um, mm. to to help with the kids more, you know, like entertaining and um, like I'm not really like a caring person too, like um, you know, like I love my wife and my oh, kids wow. and stuff. But I like don't Nat, care about Nat, you? Nat, <laughs> no, like you know, Gio, he's a nurse, so he's obviously like a caring person. He's got times oh, like some people like were born for it, you know, like they're nurses or they, you know, people that um, stay in. Um, the old people's homes and they look after them like they're just beautiful people that can look after like I'm a, I'm a go out there and work type of guy like I'd rather um, you know you sort of get out there I don't re- I like staying home but not like too much sort of thing so that's the thing I found the hard um, as being a father and like I get a bit like um, I get a bit like envious of like because I, I obviously wanted to be an athlete like I see the athletes they go away and like they're away for time, and they're like they're just playing sport and training and getting paid and stuff, and and then like you know they're, they're away from their kids, they have a break, and they come home and like their kids, they 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 oh you know happy to see dad and stuff, but you had like this massive break and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I think I'm more like that. Like if if that makes sense, like I more want to get out there and by nature, like say if if my mom or whatever got injured, like I'll look up, help look up, but it's not like it's not natural, it's not easy, yeah. you know. But whereas some people like they just they really come to that sort of stuff easily, yeah. So that's seemed a really hard thing for me as a father, um, being more goofy and more like caring in a way. But I guess people thing. people show that they care in different ways. You know, I mean, not everyone is all the whole touchy feely yeah. emotional crap. You know, people do it in other ways, and 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 it can. I, I guess you know, for some people, I mean, some some ways I show I care is that I go out and work, you know, I go home and work so that I make sure that my wife doesn't have to, you know, there's not a lot of like, oh, you know, I'm not on down on one knee expressing my love to her every day, you know, but I do it through certain actions, you know, so I think, I think just the way that you show that you care is, is different to what everyone expects, you know, when you watch movies and they show these guys are very in touch with their feelings and shit and are more than happy to talk to you about their innermost, deepest secrets. It's all bullshit, man. No one does that. <laughs> it's all bull- it's- yeah, off, man. Because your wife will get tired of hearing your goofy ass talking about your emotions every day. Oh, babe, you know what? Today I just got triggered by this, by this person. <laughs> Like get the hell oh out God, of my who face! Who even talks like that? 
Well, I'm hoping no one. Yeah, I'm hoping no one. But you know, but there is this sort of thing where people think that you should be expressing your emotions all the time. But I think the hardest, like it's, you know what? It's actually easy to express your emotions. The difficult part is actually being able to regulate it and able to sort of control and be smart about when and how you provide, you know, and show those emotions. You know, I would rather sort of be more you know show my emotions in, in a more private setting while some people would rather show be more boastful like to show it on the outside you know um but everyone's different you know i don't think there's actually a, a correct way of showing how much you care it's just, as long as that message is being portrayed to your significant other especially your children too you know because children are very smart they they know if you don't really give a shit about them and they know when you do care you know they 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 can pick up on on, on the way that you do certain things the way that you the things that you say you know you don't have to be funny you know sometimes that could be annoying like i said i tease my kids all the time and they cry so i don't know <laughs> if that's a good thing you know so i think it's funny that balance between it all and, and actually being being happy that you know this is what you're portraying and and the, and the kids are happy in themselves You'll be right, Yash. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys could give advice, though, to future dads, anyone who hasn't had kids yet, and they're, you know, your mates, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a baby, it's going to be so cool, we're going to be rocking around, packing safe together, pushing the baby, all that stuff. <laughs> what advice would you give to them, especially in, in terms of their kids and how to work with the wife? What advice would you give to dads, new dads? I personally would say don't listen to anyone. No advice I've received thus far has helped me <laughs> in any shape or form. Sir. I, I, and it's been good advice, don't get me wrong, but it's that usual advice, you know, the wife is always right, la, 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 la. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> I think the best, if, if I had to give advice, is just follow your gut. You know, I think there's there's no no one's experience is going to be exactly the same as yours. You know, you know, like, oh, you know, this is what I did with my child to help her sleep. It's like, well, my kids actually sleep throughout the night. So that advice was, you know, was useless. I think I think at the end of the day, if you truly want to become a parent and you're invested in your kids and your family 100 percent, you know, the abilities will come naturally to you. And, and it's trial and error, you know. Obviously not with the kid. It's not the kid's not trial and error. I mean, your, your sometimes, sometimes, maybe yeah, well, sometimes, sometimes yeah, a little yeah. bit. I'll, I'll yeah. <laughs> but you know, I think your your experiences are trial and error. You know, you'll do something. Mm. It's like okay, that wasn't the 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 outcome that I wanted. Try something different. You know, but I think the worst thing is when you listen to people's ex, people's different experiences and they tell you what they did, and you have this expectation that that's going to work for you, and then when it doesn't, you actually go like, oh fuck, I'm fucked. Sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on the podcast. No, you're anyway. fine. <clears throat> okay, we don't cool. do it much, so yeah. you're fine. Okay. Yeah, never. Actually, never. Never heard myself. Never, I'm ever. Go through, I'm going to go through the rest just to double check, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. But yeah, my, my, me, I, I think personally, my, my advice is don't listen to anyone and, and just follow what you think is right for you and your family. No, I, I agree 100% with that. Like, yeah, it's different for every kid, every family, different situations. So, yeah. Agree with that. Uh, probably one thing that I've, I guess, learned recently, like that, I, it goes along with the uh, the time thing, you know, giving them time. That it's just sort of hit me recently that I've come to understand. Like being being a Christian, like um, talks about like laying down your life. I don't think I really got that. Um, like uh, Jesus laid down his life, but not like 
I used to think of it was just like you're dying, but you're not like physically dying, but you're laying down like your some of your own wants and needs and uh, desires and all that for the family. Mm. You know, the so sacrifices. It's not, mm. Yeah, so I saw, uh, like, oh, it's not literally you just dying. I mean, that's probably one part of it as well, but being willing to lay down your life, like put put your own <laughs> things to the side at certain times and picking them up later and yeah so putting your wife and your kids bef- you know before yourself so that's if if you're going to become a father be willing for that you know i have friends who have just sort of come to that like they'll be like but you know early on when they had their kids they'll still be out partying still trying to like live like they're single or like mm. you know hang out with the boys <laughs> and stuff like that you can do that but you you have to sort of plan it more if you're with your partner you know like um mm. You know, I'll go this week, and you go next week. You have to. You can't just go when you want. You have to really plan it out. So, if you're not willing to give up certain things or or, or plan, you know, you probably will have to like um, adjust. You know, do a little bit less of whatever you're into. If you're not willing to do that, then you're probably not ready. You know, and mm. if you have your kid, it'll be a real struggle. You know, you got to be willing to lay down your life, whatever that means to you. Um, whether that's giving up. Uh, some sports stuff or putting it to the side or gaming stuff or you know partying with the, hanging out with the boy you know it's slightly different for the guy uh, for every every guy but yeah you gotta be willing to to give up some stuff eh? mm. yeah no definitely. definitely and I think we often I mean we often um, mock dads quite a bit on, on our show but um I noticed, uh, I noticed. in a nice way in a nice way yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, it's very uplifting I yeah but I think we do understand like the um the how important dads are in in kids lives especially you know when they're, they're younger and actually even more so when they're teenagers um probably especially for boys we're finding as well um just to have um a dad in in your life so what what you guys do and you know just what you've shared with us today is um showing i guess the side that um the good side of fatherhood you know like that yes there are struggles but you don't give up you kind of just you know you learn from it and you keep going so good off to you two for doing yeah evolve evolve <laughs> you creatures evolve really well not major changes just small changes at a time yeah, but I, but it's so good because in your line of work, um, even both of you actually, because you've got a teacher and a nurse, um, do you see the effects of, um, you know, absent fathers, you know, like kids coming through or young people coming through that haven't had their fathers and the effect that it has on, on students um, as you as a teacher, Yashin, um, as a nurse? Do you see that kind of stuff come through? Uh, um. I think it's more, it's a combination of absent fathers and very bad fathers, I think. I think the absent fathers, you can ha- probably have a more positive experience having an absent father than having an abusive father who's there all the time. So I think it, it's more along the line. I, th- I think for me, what's worse is actually having a father there, but who's emotionally unavailable, abusive, you know, pro- you know, probably substance abuse is also a big part of that as well and and that impacts you because not only is it there for you to witness all the time but that's your role model you know we all look at our parents as our very first role model so if that's all you knew and that's all you were exposed to you can see how someone's life can sort of be quite chaotic as they start to grow up you know what i mean so i think we we, i i I do see it a lot in, in my my line of work um 
but it would be more abusive fathers than absent fathers i think yeah yeah i've, I've heard in um a few sermons that like i don't know the exact numbers but they threw out some stats on like how a family will be more likely to be healthy and successful if the family's together and it'll sort of you know it's not all 100% but it was, a, it was a lot better when when it was together you know when the the, the family nucleus was all together so um yeah it's definitely important if if possible like but we, you know I was lucky with those five of us we were just brought up by our mum but um you know it's I think sometimes kids can use it as an excuse you know um to to, to just give up on things you know uh, I think there's always a way uh, although it is hard you know you're missing a lot of things and all that but um, I still I still think um, you can find a way to get through it. I had a guest on just recently a couple of days ago just speaking of absentee or abusive and his his father was really abusive and it messed him up he messed him up big time eh? uh, abusive and to his mom and his, his brother and sister as well so yeah it seems like it's a big one like useless fathers eh? it seems like more like mothers are more rocks of families than that in general and then fathers are pretty, yes, um, yes. pretty <laughs> useless uh, sort of thing. You don't have to agree that hard. Oh, sorry. <laughs> is my mic on? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but it is I, true. It is true. There's a, at the box, like, there's a few guys that um, we would catch up with. And we would always, like, sort of be happy when one of the boys got married. And that, like, you know, another good guy is um starting a family sort of thing so i guess we're getting a little bit older like so we're happy to see that um you know them settling down because it's like oh cool it's, there's a family with the the full nucleus together it was like a celebration sort of slightly we sort of we wouldn't actually do anything but we just sort of celebrate in our conversation like because we know there's more of a chance for the kids um being more you know having having like you're saying Gio, the emotional stability from both the mother and the father but um yeah I, th I think it's very important um for me i had like a didn't have the father properly really uh but my brother i guess you sort of pick up father figures my brother was one he um he quit school to help um work and uh, pay the bills and help mom out and stuff so he was one and then later on in life i moved in with my uncle and he became one so if you don't have a father you can sort of just pick up you know your cousin or your you know uncle or something like that you know you definitely need a guy like my auntie she helped me out a lot but then when i be became like a teenager that's when i sort of switched to my uncle i just needed to talk to a guy about guy things and i don't know you just can't get that from a woman um I guess like likewise with a woman, they need to get it from another woman, whether it's you know nana or grandma or whatever it is. You just they just been through the, some of the, you know same things that we've been through, and so yeah, my uncle was, he sort of so it was my brother was like a father figure, and then um, my uncle later on in life, and he yeah, he still is as now you know we're still very close and tight. So yeah, for those guys, yeah, just look out for for good role models, you know, with the. Um, in different parts of your family or even your communities wherever you are and sort of just latch on to them and try to model them as best you can and um you know they'll be more they'll usually most most times they'll be more than likely happy to help out you know if a young guy came to me and was asking me questions man of course i'd be happy to help out a kid so you just got to reach out and um yeah and ask and for they've got to be and, good positive role models so hey yeah, good influences yeah yeah so with with um you guys having all girls um just uh 
probably will we'll wrap up shortly, but uh, the uh, the question of boyfriends um, will be coming up at some stage for you guys. Um, <gasps> have you guys thought about how you're going to navigate that whole situation with Ooh. the... Uh... If you can see behind me, there's a sword <laughs> that's uh, hanging on my wall there. Oh my goodness. They'd have to talk to their kids about the birds and the bees first, though, before they do dating, don't they? So what, about 13, 12? This is a mum question. Ask the captain. Ask the captain. Ask the captain. This is one of the times where the captain needs to show up to the game and lead the team to victory. We are the vice captains. We are here to support the captain. So they're scared. Yeah, poor things. They are scared. I think I'd be. I think it's. I think it's just being comfortable having to have that conversation. I think I'd be more comfortable if I had a son. I think I'd be. To be more willing to take that role and, and speak to him about that um i think if you're going to talk about the birds and the bees i think the women should be speaking with the girls and the guys should be speaking with the male because that's from your own personal opinion and, this, and perspective from that gender I, I don't some people don't have a choice right some people only have their mothers or only have their fathers but i think if possible i think it's better to have it done that way but in terms of the boyfriend question, yeah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah yeah, well. No, thank you. Like, nah, if I'm willing it. to roll up to the school, you know, just for bullying, you can imagine what, you know, just, this, uh, yeah, no. no. Just for I haven't kissing, accepted, eh? I haven't accepted that. Yeah, I your haven't daughter's accepted 10. that that's a possibility. Yeah, your daughter's all. 10, so it kind of happens around intermediate 18. Yeah, so. no, definitely. No, intermediate no. is where it's all at. Not if she goes to a convent. Oh, <laughs> my God. You'll be surprised they're the worst. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's true. Damn it. How old your oldest uh, one, Jim? Ten. Ten. So she starts intermediate soon. Oh, yeah, around year yeah, seven they start. If lockdown ever stops, then, yeah, she'll actually go to intermediate. Oh. Um, no, it's going to be terrible. So, Thanks for uh, that, guys. Tomorrow's Father's Day. What does, what, what does your Father's Day look like? Can I be honest? I didn't realize Father's Day was tomorrow. <laughs> it wasn't until yeah, you guys actually. It's, it wasn't until you guys actually brought up this whole uh, for the podcast thing, and I was like, "Oh shit, it's Father's Day." It's it's confusing for for me because Tonga has a different Father's Day, and they celebrate it in a, a at a different time. Oh, okay. So my dad's in Tonga, so he obviously is celebrating the Tongan Father's Day. So I don't know. Um, at this point, baby, are we doing anything? <laughs> That's, that's silence. That's, that's silence. <laughs> no, she's sleeping in. Dishes, I think. I think dishes. Dishes will be yeah. on the menu. No, I, I don't. I don't really do a lot for Father's Day, really. Um, I think other people want to do it f- on behalf of me, but personally, I would just rather just not. I mean, I mean, ha- I'm happy for people to just buy me some alcohol and just leave me alone. But you know, right? Just, but no, no. I, 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 I think a, a nice breakfast would be good. A nice yeah. hearty breakfast, you know, the bacon and bacon, the whole yeah, lot. The, yeah, breakfast. Yeah, wow. I think that will be a perfect. And then, and then just leave me alone for the day. <laughs> no list, your wife. No to do list. Yeah, no, yeah. no instructions. No, <laughs> no vision. No vision. No, no A B C D. Uh, <laughs> um, sorry, just go. I um. With the uh, the dating thing, I don't know. Like, I'm thinking, I don't know if it's possible, but once they like finish school, I think um, I think I listened to your guys' podcast. T, you were saying, give me school. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think uh, that's. I'm I'm praying for that that um, yeah. I can get her through school, then she can date. Um, that was mm-hmm. one thing. Um, and then I just want um, a man of faith, and yeah, man of faith. So yeah, mm-hmm. eighteen plus, and then um, so a man who has a faith. Um, what, what they if have he to. Um, have... So, sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt you, Yash. I'm just curious because. Because for me, I'm in complete denial, right? So I can't even think beyond beyond that dating scene. Like, like for me, it's it's not yeah. even like it's blank. It's, it's literally just blank. I can't even. There's good. no brain synapses is working when yeah. when I'm trying to formulate that that thought. But but for you, you obviously mentioned you know you 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 have standards of of what you'd be willing to accept your daughter dating. But what if she comes back with someone that's not a man of faith or someone that doesn't meet that expectation? Are you going to be borrowing my sword or what? <laughs> what what's, what's the goal? Take a sip of your glass. I'll, I'll let her know that, um, you know, I'm not happy with it. But, I mean, once they get to 18, they sort of start thinking on their own and stuff. I'll just let her know where I stand. I don't think it's good, but, you know, it's your choice. And um, I'm, de- I'm definitely going to be intimidating, eh? Like, I don't know how, um, how guys have, like, they have their daughter and then they, oh, I've got a boyfriend. And they come over and, like, I'm like, Man, like I would be so intimidating to them, like because it's oh, like your yeah. baby, man. Like you know, from birth and everything. So I'm gonna Aww. give him a hard time for like six months, and if he can make it through <laughs> six months, then I'll ease up. Oh, I'm never gonna let up, eh? If, if, six months. You gotta be at least six months because you can fake being nice for six months. I think like around that. But if they can be, um, you know, if I can really get to know them for six months, and I feel oh, he's a good guy, then then I'll ease up. But yeah, they are not because guys can you know put it on you know they um yeah of course they can because uh, and and going back to giving the feedback the birds and the bees and stuff like I don't mind giving some of the talks about all that stuff only because I have the guys' perspective and like mm. guys guys they're not just being friendly they want something um mm. you know I can explain that sort of stuff like when they yeah. do this 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 is what it means when they say this oh, I'm this, sure the mum can explain that they don't that really too. like you they you know <laughs> they're trying to impress their mates or they want to yeah. you know they want to pick up or you know all these this is true and I think because girls are generally more nicer and a little bit more like nah they wouldn't really do that and I'm like nah they would they would you know are you trying to say <laughs> trust me I, they would do that sort of stuff so um, I know I was dead at heaps of times <laughs> If um, I wrote the book, (laughs) that's how I got your mama. (laughs) (laughs) They're trying things. They're always trying things. So um, that's why I say six months because they can. If they they'll either give up usually within six months if if they're not really interested, you know. But I'm definitely going to be having some chats. I don't mind having uh, having them, just because I know, you know. I I play footy, man, like for years, and you know. <laughs> there's some dodgy things that happen in sporting environments, and and I was like, I mean, I don't, um, I don't think fear would know, you know, like um, ladies would know, like how uh, corrupt um, men, men can, men's minds can be. Uh, so I wanted to hear it from oh, me. Oh, we know, we know, we <laughs> no, know, you know, man. But, just the, the the strategy and all that stuff behind it. I just wanted oh, to make her aware. We know yeah. we're not just we a pretty know. face, man. <laughs> we know these things. We know the but you are older now. But I'm saying when you were young, when you were young, when you were young, I'm saying yeah. I want to uh, enlighten her from a young age. 
Yeah. Mm. But people, but kids are naive. You know, I don't think anyone really gets a sense of what's really wrong or right or what you actually want until you're like, what, mid 20s? Probably later for guys because guys mature much more later than girls. But I, I would hope that. As a father, my hope would be that my daughter would be able to recognize the dickhead from a distance, you know, that her standards would be just as high as ours would be, you know, anyway, so that we wouldn't have to, yes, there's always that risk of a dickhead being around, but then, you know, you can't be with your children 24-7, so my hope would always be that they would be able to make good decisions, but that's coming a lot from someone who came, who had a kid at 19, so... I don't know. Maybe the tree doesn't fall far from, (laughs) maybe the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Did I say the tree doesn't fall far from the apple? No, I quote the that apple. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, that sounds I'm, throwing right. out, I'm throwing out quotes left, right, and center here. I was bound to get one of them wrong. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a scary thought, eh? Because I it, like it um, all the family and friends I talk to, they say it's really tough around that teenage thing. So I don't know. I know I have a picture in my mind, but I don't know it's not going to be that at the same time. Mm. So yeah, it's I just enjoy it now and, and deal with it then, but. Um, I'd yeah, rather be the one to share stuff. Yeah, mm. instead of hearing it from their friends. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, the the, the best the best scenario would be that they're they're upfront, right? You know, not these like uh, islander dates where you so I'm just going to my mate's house and then you know meet up at someone's garage party. But hey, I ladies. was. <laughs> but we did. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> fine. Yeah. We came out on top. <laughs> we we are like success my... stories. <laughs> That, that's true that's true that's true but you know it, it's uh, my uh, you know just hoping that they'd be open about it no, you know, at least yeah. saying looks so i'm seeing this person and then just watch me have a massive meltdown but at the same time i'm happy that they're they're being honest and, and being open with us about this stuff you know i think i think the worst yeah the worst thing as a dad is like knowing is accepting that you can't control every safety aspect for your child you know, I, I, every parent, I'm not just going to say a father, every parent has that fear, you know, that you can't control or, or manage everything in, in your child's life because obviously you want the best for your child and you think you know what's best for your child anyway. So having to let that aspect just, you know, just letting it fly is a is a very difficult concept for me to uh, get my head around. Who knows? Another, Maybe one uh, day sorry, I'll end up one in jail thing for about something. The thing is like discipline. I think that's been a... That's been a tough thing, like, because um, everybody's like, oh, you got daughters, you're going to be soft and stuff. I was like, nah, I'm not going to be soft, you're going to be hard. And, uh, you know, having daughters, I have been able to be somewhat hard, but I don't want to be, like, too hard because then, you know, you don't want to have them, like, hmm. resent you or that type of thing. So I think me and Fia, have been, we try to communicate, like, uh, with our discipline, like, sh- sometimes she's the bad guy, sometimes I am, and that we both are so it's not like they just always run to mom or always run to me because the other one's um disciplining me sort of thing so that's been a tough thing um but i haven't found it hard to be hard on them um at times you know i try to understand they're any little and stuff like that but hmm. i just don't want them to be brats since that that scares me more um so i'm like nah i have to do it um you know yeah. once it gets to certain points um, you know, obviously, let it, I still obviously let him get away with a lot, but once it gets to certain points, it's just you can't have it. And um, oh, you can, I guess you can, but for me, I can't because I don't want him to be these brats that I see. And yeah. I was like, oh, I, don't, I yeah. So, yeah, that's sort of my thought uh, thought on uh, discipline. Yeah, it's, mm. it's been a tough balance, but we, I think we're we're doing well by sort of sharing it. 
Mm. So far. I think that's the only way you can do it is by sharing it. This good cop, bad cop routine is not really a, a good thing to be doing with kids. I think parents should be on the same same page, be saying the exact same thing, and consistency with what you're telling the kids is important. I mean, no one's perfect, right? No one's going to get 100% consistency every day, all day. But I think if you can manage it and agree that, you know, being cohesive as a as a parent is important, then that's a good starting point for discipline. Yeah, because growing up, like my mum, like when they'd argue or something or like they'd disagree on something, my mum would always say to my dad, you know, eh, kasi de leo? And to me, I was like, why are you always saying that? Kasi de leo, kasi de leo. And as I grew up here, and I thought, shit, that's, that's so right. One voice, just one voice, you know? So if, if my dad said something, mum would have to back it up. My dad, if mum, you know, so, so on and so forth. So I think that's like really important sometimes to show that front to the kids because then the kids can see that if you don't, they're going to play on both of you, you know? And sometimes that happens sometimes in our household, but then I think I bring it straight back down, you know, because they can play their dad real easily. But I think the mothers are just say, hold on, I was write that book too, calm down. You know, so it is... Gussie Liddell is pretty, it is effective, but um, yeah, no, I see where you're coming from. No, I like that. Oh, sorry, I only brought that up because in the beginning I was more um, harder and Phil wasn't afraid to be harder, but I just, I don't know, I guess I maybe had uh, less patience. But then I noticed like she was becoming, my older one was like sort of running to mum more and it was sort of breaking my heart, you know? <laughs> it was like, Phil, you be, you know, you, you uh, do it more, so... She you sees you as, yeah, as scary as well. To me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, because she was like sort of running away from me, like, go away, dad. And it was breaking my heart, you know? And man, I was like, oh, man. But at the same time, I couldn't not discipline her, you know? I you feel have to like stand it's your ground. Hurt, it, hurt, it hurts me now, but in the long run, it will pay off, sort of thing. And so it's, it's worked out. But yeah, it definitely hurt early on, like being a bad guy and then. Um, I was like, oh, fear you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do it because it's killing me that she's, you know, not wanting to come to me sometimes and stuff like that. And I was like, ah. Oh. And then yeah, it sort of worked out better now that she's she's doing it um, as well. So, but that yeah, that's tough. It's tough when they when they don't want to come to you and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty it breaks your heart. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's a lot more of that to come. Uh, to <laughs> oh, so, I was about to know. say, there's hey, more heartbreak to come. Oh, way no. more. <laughs> Would love to do a podcast with you guys yeah. when your kids are teenagers. Hard out. Yeah. If they survive that long. So did your dad turn up in a car park? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the fifth time this week. <laughs> He's now banned from the school. Yeah, your dad's oh. sword is off the wall. Yeah, so if you guys, if we're doing another podcast and you see that sword going, some shit's going down. I've either hidden the evidence or it's in someone's back. <laughs> I thought he was joking. But, uh... <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, um, look, we're, we're going to wrap up our um, podcast for the night, for the day. Thank you guys Sweet. so much for coming on and sharing Thank your... You. Uh, your daddy information and your tips. I hope you guys have a good Father's Day tomorrow and that you're left alone with your bottles of alcohol yeah. <laughs> or whatever floats your boat. <laughs> no, appreciate you guys inviting us on. Appreciate uh, time for us to sort of represent the dads on your on your podcast and hopefully we've uh, set a pretty good example. 
of what uh, probably sure? to do and <laughs> probably also what not to do. You know? <laughs> but no, I appreciate you guys uh, inviting me on. It was really fun. Yeah. Good. Yeah, thank you guys. It was, it was a lot nice. of fun. Really appreciate it. It was, it was cool. Connect like that. Good. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye. See you guys. Thanks so much. Stop a drink.